Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Hey folks, <laughs> we're just laughing because we were murmuring, uh, but here we are. We're uh, just great to be with everybody again today. And we're, as we go through the book of Philippians chapter two, and we, uh, verse after verse, we've been seeing these great pearls of wisdom and how God could help us. And we were just joking when I came on, we said we were both murmuring. We uh, actually, Stephanie's microphone has this little clip microphones are tough if you've never had to wear one lapel mic or something count your blessings count your blessings name them one by <laughs> one and at the top of the list say never having to wear a lapel mic because you lose the little phone thing your little button things don't work it's just it could be real ugly but you know what's not ugly god's word and here we That's are right. we're studying god's word we're we're moving along where these are actually charles verses so we're naming this 108th podcast uh, Charles versus or missions 101. Well, you know what? We'll call it missions 101 because that's what Charles called it. So we, as we've been going through and looking through this morning and and getting ready to talk about this, we we came to the realization that these three verses, 14, 15, and 16, specifically 14, is something that Charles had told uh, Stephanie. Boy, you better get this right or you can't be a missionary. Yep. But you know, can I tell you something, folks? You better get this right or you can't be a good Christian. Amen. Uh, you better get this right. So And so saying all that, as we hop into uh, verse number 14, it says, do all things without murmuring or disputings. And I was thinking about that. You know, hard things out there that Christians do. We want to complain. We, mm-hmm. we want to do those different things. We want to make different, you know, want to make things different. We want to uh, change things. You know, the children of Israel complained and Remember what happened in there with Moses and Doug's complaint. I bet you even Stephanie has had a complaint once or twice. Oh, better believe it. So when you see this, now you you talk to Charles, you guys were using this verse and and talking about this verse. And what comes to your mind there in verse number 14? Well, Charles, um, we had a little scripture song that um, a missionary friend of ours from South Africa had taught us um, years before deputation. And um, Charles loved to use this passage um, talking to kids and adults um, on deputation. And he did. He called it Missions 101. And Paul here is literally (laughs) telling us, okay, basis to Christian life is the first thing you have to do is stop complaining, stop fighting with each other. And... I'll be honest with you, social media is filled. If I go on my social media page right now, I'm going to see a lot of Christians wanting to fight and complaining. And I know we've talked and you're like, get off of Facebook. If it's depressing, you get off. You know, we as Christians are to be different than this world. And we all we see right now is fighting and complaining and murmuring and disputing and that's a part of the whole spirit that's from the devil but christians should in no way shape or form be a part of it and it's and again here's another verse um verse five 
let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, colon. In other words, here's what this looks like. And um, here we have in verse 14, again, another colon. In other words, this is a big deal. Why? You know, this is like a how, why scenario. And in this, it's giving us the reason why we do all things. And that all is a big word because it doesn't leave us any leeway. And that's very convicting because I complain. I sometimes am like, God, I don't like this. I really do not like the fact that I wake up and can't move without pain. I don't like the fact that I can't be with my six boys and whatever, you know, whatever our complaining is. So if you're just listening, we need to update people on why that is. So a week ago, uh, somebody rear-ended us while coming back from with Emmeline, Stephanie's youngest daughter, uh, Princess Emmeline, we're coming back from eating lunch with her and some knucklehead hit and run us and ran into the back of the car and and, and we feel rougher than a night in jail we right did a now. space rocket trip for about three seconds that was not fun. Yeah, and we got launched into another atmosphere. They caught the dude, no insurance <laughs> of course, and uh, uh, he hit a trailer truck, he hit us, sped up in the passing lane as fast as he could, hit a trailer truck, sped up in the next passing lane and somewhere down the road hit someone else. Uh, just the real uh, cream of the crop of society That's there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so as Stephanie says, I'd like to see my kids. She's already been here four days longer than she was going to stay. Which I love being with Doug and Debbie. Don't yeah. get that wrong. Yeah. But I do miss my boys. And she came here actually to help because I had had foot surgery. And uh, so it was about helping. So anyway, you know so all, all that. that so you say. hate this. So go on. Finishing up what you were saying. I just yeah. wanted to catch up the podcast world on why you said that so you you said you wanted to be with your six boys and i stopped so you can go on yeah so just all that to say i've complained to god in the last several days of yeah and not that i don't love being with doug and debbie but you know it's just like we all have those things in life that it's like seriously what are you doing god this doesn't and he's telling us here do all things without murmurings in other words be content be, you know, find joy in me, find joy in where I have you. Suck it up, be buttercup. Content. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad God doesn't use that term with me very often. I've never but used it. I he don't just think. slaps me upside the head and says, shape up. So anyway, but then the disputing thing is huge. And I remember for Charles, the Lord took him, um, took him through a growth process yeah. um, because he had been raised in an environment where disputing was um, just a part of the culture. It was a part of the atmosphere. and They argued a lot. And it was something that the Lord really, um, really brought Charles to a growth process in, and I watched it, and it, it was awesome to see as God helped him come to that point of realizing that that was not of God, that the, that arguing and, you know, something that was always excused as, oh, we're just having a friendly discussion. It's like, ah, where's the friendliness in that? You know, just it's God, God, this, the reason these verses meant so much to Charles was because God had used these verses in a huge way in his own life. And I think that's what I loved about it so much was I had watched God turn my husband into 
someone who not only had just loved the Lord and always desired to please him, but then God had done a growth process in his life in the last um, five or so years before he died that was just like, wow, it was just like a whole new level of Christian. And um, as I watched that happen, it made, it brought so much joy to, because we grew together, you know, it's, and, and I think one of the things with this verse that's important too is sometimes in order to obey God's word, you have to get away from others. Even if you love, you know, there may, may be other Christians you love, but you may need to get away from them because if, if the they're knowledge. consumed with murmuring and disputing, yeah. then you may need to just get away from them so that you can obey God because there's some people that thrive on disputing. And some people pathetic. are knuckleheads. You know, I, I tell everybody 50% of the population is knuckleheads. And, I think uh, it runs higher than that. And, and <laughs> Stephanie thinks it runs higher than that. But you know what we're doing when we're murmuring and disputing? Yeah. We're grieving the Holy Spirit exactly. of God. And that's and, what Paul's saying. That's the whole point of this. And we're messing up. So we're taking it to that level where we're grieving yep. the Holy Spirit of God. And we don't want to, when we well, grieve the Holy Spirit of God, God. We're, we're stopping yeah. his work through us. Right. And, and that's uh, what Paul, I think that's the whole point. That's where 15 and 16 come into play so strongly. And this yeah. is where Charles said, he would say over and over and, oh man, he, in the motorhome, we would be traveling yeah. And, you know, the kids would start fussing with each other and Charles would make them. We had a scripture song that went along with 14 and he would make that. We would make the kids sing it and say, are you being good missionaries right now? And everybody would stop and take a breather and say no. And it's like, well, if we can't be good missionaries yeah. in our motorhome, and, and, then we yeah. can't be good missionaries in Cameroon. <laughs> Well, and I got to tell you, it's hard sometimes to be a good missionary when you're a kid on deputation and <laughs> you go to a church and the church of knuckleheads and they <laughs> they expect everything and give nothing and, and uh, you know, you can't feed off them and, you know, the pastor has the personality of a red oak tree and, you know, and, and I mean, some of those times is, and you're... You're trying to keep the kids right. But anyway, we don't want to. See, I'm murmuring. See what I just did? I grieved the Holy Spirit. See, that was a lesson for you folks right there. Uh, (laughs) I grieved the Holy Spirit of God during this podcast. But the important thing, I think, more than anything else is to understand that even in the bad times, even in the hurt, even in the PTSD, even in the injuries, even in the illness, even in anything we've been through or anything that was a stressor or anything that's a trigger, even in those things, we've got to let the Holy Spirit work. <coughs> and we got to find God in the midst of those things because he's right there. He's in the middle of them. He is. And so we have to find them. But let's, and, and Stephanie, I think, just brought us to verse 15. Mm-hmm. It says that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Hey, folks, can I be up front with you? We're living in a dark world. This yeah. world is walked with sin. This world is upside down with sin. This world is crazy. If you turn on the news, I got to be honest with you. It, you know, if I ignore something, doesn't mean it's not happening. I get it. But I, I now take my news from the website. You know, I go to uh, a website for the news. Fox News personally is a place I go. And I read the news there because it's so dark out there. The world's so upside down. And 
So this this whole world is crazy. And again, you know, we're living in a time where, uh, you know, the world's just filled with sin and there's bad out there and it's deteriorating. And, and folks, we can go anywhere to look at anything and see how tough it is. But God's telling us here in verse 15, he's saying that we're supposed to remain blameless and harmless, the, the sons of God and the daughters of God, by the way, without rebuke in the midst of crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in a world. And I, I guess, Stephanie, we're supposed to be shining as lights in this crazy dark world. We're supposed yeah. to be, uh, you know, and you can't quench light. You can quench darkness, but you can never quench the light of God or what the Holy Spirit of God is coming with you. And then we go over here to 16, and we're going to put these together and, and, and go from there. But in verse 16, it says, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, and that I may not run in vain, neither labored in vain. And boy, that's saying an awful lot right there. It's saying that we hold fast, and and that you know, in this crazy world. But uh, uh, you know, there's a difference. I think I often when I read this scripture, I often go back to there's things we can say, or there's things we can do as Christians. And I think this is all about doing. I think being in this dark world, we were told to be blameless. We were told to be harmless. Boy, that's a tough word. Be harmless. Not only be blameless, not only be your internal where you're not, you know, involved with the pornography, the craziness, the illicit things, all those bad things. But it then goes on and says, and be harmless, by the way. And uh, as the sons of God, without rebuke. And, and then it's going down and it's telling us to hold forth the word of life. And, uh, uh, you know, I look at that and it's, I'm thinking to myself, hold forth. What does that mean? Hold forth. How do we hold that? How do we hold the word of life? Well, I think these, this, this verse, verse 16 is very special. I actually um, had this verse put on Charles' gravestone because this verse was so special to him. And, you know, 15 and 16 this is this boils down to this this is a life again as i was saying it's it's the life that where the son of god is so reflecting so strongly off of us to this lost world that they can't when they i think of honestly this makes me think of our current vice president vice president pence yeah and how the media from day one has tried they tried for so long to find some dirt that they could peg on him that they could smear him with and they couldn't come up with anything because he was so blameless and harmless and that is what our lives on whatever level we are whether we have a high profile in this world low profile low profile no profile at all in this world um we have a profile before god and um the people around us these are two words that should describe us as god's children and um, the only way we will be able to do verse 15 is if we're doing verse 16. And I think when I think of holding forth the word of life, I think of the fact that it's, I think of the, you know, in Ephesians 6 where um, we're given that Christian armor and we're given that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And when I think of this, and I don't know if that's the correct way to think of this, but that's, I think of, you know, you got your sword and it's out in front of you. Yeah. And that's the way you stay blameless and harmless is where that sword is protecting you. It's that word. It's that 
lamp to your feet, light to your path. It's that sword that you're cutting away at vines, at temptation, at things that would keep you from being blameless and harmless. Where that, where God's word is your focus, it's your, you're looking unto Jesus and Jesus is the word, you know, and John one talks about where, um, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You know, Jesus is the word and where that's our focus is on him and is on this book that he's given us to be our guiding factor. And it says that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. In other words, I won't have any regrets. I won't look back and say, man, I blew it. Why didn't I stay faithful? And he's, Paul says that I, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. And you know what's scary about that is Paul saying, if I'm not holding forth the word of Christ or the word of life, I will have run in vain and labored in vain. Yeah. And Jesus isn't a list of rules put on you by a church. Jesus isn't a list of men's expectations that you have to live up to. It's not anything but him and this book and what the Holy Spirit of God is doing in your heart and your life. And it's a very sad thing to think that we can run, we can be running, we can be working, we can be busy, we can be burning ourselves out and it have been in vain. Yeah, because if you're not doing it for God, if it's not about God, if it's not with the mind of God, if it's not sold out for God, if it's not blameless, if it's, uh, you know, you got to stop. It's filled with pride. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember in studying Galatian, I think it was Galatians 4, where Paul talks, he was worried about his labor in Galatia. Being in vain. And uh, and folks, our labor, I guess what Paul's saying is our labor is not in vain if we follow the rules. Mm -hmm. And the rules are pretty simple. The rules are to sell out, to be that rock, to hold forth. And, you know, I think of a rope whenever I think of holding forth, just holding on, not letting go. Be steadfast, unmovable, always. always abounding in the work of the Lord. And I think that's over in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 or something or 50. But anyway, I, I think as we look at these verses, I think holding fast is you, hold, you don't let go. Don't enjoy the ride, folks. You've got the Holy Spirit of God inside you. Enjoy the ride. You've got everything you need here with the mind of Christ. Uh, enjoy the ride and, and, and you know, we can fixate on our problems. We can fixate on our stressors. We can fixate on our triggers. We can fixate on every bad thing in this world, or we can hold on for dear life and enjoy the ride. Well, and I think you ha- this goes along. Um, this verse 16 reminds me of Hebrews um, 12, 1 and 2. And, you know, where we're, where we're told, you know, we have after it talks about, you know, Hebrews 11 and that cloud of witnesses. Um, but we're told to lay aside the weights and the sins which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Yeah. And again, we have this, Paul likes to use that, that, um, analogy of running and he uses it here. He uses it in other places, but the idea that, um, I think it, it, this if you if you're not if you if you can if blame and harm can be found when someone looks at your life you're going to have weights and sins there besetting you yeah. so that you cannot run that race that's talked about in Hebrews 12 I just love how verses in the Bible intertwine with each other but 
when I look at this passage, I think of Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. And, you know, those to be blameless and harmless, you have to choose to lay aside those weights and those sins that beset us so that we can run with patience the race and hence not run in vain, hence not labor in vain. You know, running takes work. It does. And we're always working towards something. If you're either, if your affections are in this world, if your affections are on having a big business and making money and having a name here and, you know, wanting people to bow down and kiss your feet every time they, you know, they see you or hear, hear you're in town. If that's what you're working towards, you're running in vain. You're running in vain. And, and it's uh, just, yeah. This and is folks, I think that's what this reminder. is all about. I think the bottom line is we, we can't grieve the Holy Spirit or we're not going to get anything done. Exactly. So we can't be murmuring and disputing. We can't, uh, you know, we can't be out there uh, looking like the world and being ungodly and being caught up in all these things. And we need to hold on. Yeah. And, and it goes on. You know what I like about the end of that verse is it. It goes on, you know, in that verse, and it says that I may rejoice in the day of mm -hmm. Christ. So, yeah. you know, we're not doing this just to, uh, you know, get another level on some multi-marketing campaign. Right. Uh, we're doing this so that we can bring joy so That's right. uh, to Christ. We're doing this so it's a different level that we may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I may not have run in vain, so that this whole life we're living is not in vain. As I was saying a minute ago, Paul was worried about his ministry there in Galatia. He didn't want it to be in vain. And he's saying, listen, if you do this the right way, if you have the mind of Christ, if you, uh, if you realize that this whole world, that this whole life that God has given us in this world, saving us, the gold mine, everything good, and you, you get rid of the things that would be a blame to you, you get rid of the disputings, you get rid of the murmurings, you, you get rid of the, you know, you know the crazy things, we know the sins, we know those things that are in the way. If you get rid of all of that and you hold on to this journey, and uh, there's going to come a day where it's going to bring joy to Christ, and that's Amen. where we are. Yeah. That's where we are. So, so friends, as we close today, I, I just want to tell you that I think it's possible uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit of God to serve God in a way that's meaningful. Amen. I think it's possible that God's word saying it is. Yep. And uh, that's our job. That's where we go from here. Hey, it's great talking to you folks today. I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you're at. And please stop by and see us on Helpful Wounded Spirits or on our private pages and drop a note and say, hey, we enjoyed that today. Whatever the case may be, we'd love to hear from you. Whatever country you're in, know we're praying for you. We care about you. And it's just quite an honor to study God's Word with you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.